You're listening to Real Talk with MBK, a podcast designed to raise emotional and relational consciousness. I'm your host, Mary Beth Konis. Real Talk with MBK will regularly cover sensitive topics, so this podcast is for adults only and may contain adult language. Also, Real Talk with MBK is not offering any psychiatric or medical diagnoses. We're here to open up conversation about the beautiful, gritty experience of being human. So if you're ready to awaken your mind and ignite a more creative approach to your life, you're in the right place, and welcome. Well, my friends, it is officially the summer of 2020. We made it. Barely. It's been a crazy time in the history of the world and humanity. Just fascinating to be a part of this space in history. I just want to say really quickly, I just switched the position of my mic. (laughs) It was coming at me from the right, and now it's coming at me from the left. And it's just completely changed my life, because it was like falling off my desk, and now it's not. So, anyways, I'm very distracted by it. But um, today, I want to discuss something that has come up in a few conversations that I've had recently with some friends and clients, and that has to do with the undertones of responsibility within relationship, individual responsibility, and the building the container of relationship that you have with another person. Okay, so first of all, let me break down the way I see any relationship with people. It consists of three parts. Each individual is a separate part, so that's two or more, obviously, if this is a family dynamic or whatever. Um, And then the actual container of the relationship. So three elements, right? And in those elements, there is a level of responsibility for each person. So I'm just going to use my kids as an example because that's what I always do. (laughs) Um, When I come to, in a parent-child relationship is a little bit different than a friendship or a romantic relationship. So um, maybe I'll use different examples too, but actually, yeah, I'm going to start with friend friendship. So in a friendship, I have the responsibility to bring my whole self to the table and share no, not only know and understand my truth, but be able to articulate and share that and that my truth, quote-unquote truth, means um, what I need, what I want, what is true for me in this experience of life, um, what my triggers are, and then any past experience or hopes and dreams for the future and things like that. Basically, it's the essence of who I am. My friend also holds that responsibility for him or herself to bring their truth 
to the table. Okay, but that's only the individual parts. And then there's the container of the relationship where we're both investing and building this living organism. And that holds a different responsibility, okay? So again, in the container of the relationship, it's, you know, a lot of people say it's 50-50 or it's 100% and 100%. I'm like, yeah, okay, that's a pretty idea if life was like neat and tidy and had ribbons and bows tied up nice and neatly, but it's not. So sometimes, realistically, it's going to be 80-20 or it's going to be 30-70 or whatever. And sometimes it'll be 50-50, right? Um, But the important thing is that both individuals are engaging in the dynamic of that container, the relationship container and what is happening there. They have a grid for it. They have acknowledgement and consciousness about it. And they're saying, hey, listen, I'm not able to give this much right now because I've got all this on my plate as an individual or whatever going on. Um, So I'm communicating that. Here's what my needs are. You know, again, bringing their truth to the table. And then the other partner or person can say, I got you, you know, I'm making space for you. I'll cover this container of our relationship for a little while, hold space while you have your process, you know, and then you can come back once, um, that stress or that certain time period is, is over. But depending on what the investment is and what the deposits have been in that container of relationship is what will determine how much withdrawal you can take out at any certain time, meaning either you have to kind of, you know, either if it's like actual space, like where you have to be out of town or, um, if it's just kind of mental, emotional space where you need to focus on a project or something like that, it all depends on how much you've invested as to whether that's going to go smoothly or um, if that's going to be very rocky and there's going to be some resentment and things like that. And there's also a grand factor of communication, being able to communicate what your needs are and say, this is how I'm able to show up in this space. Can you work with me? Can we figure out how to make this work for this amount of time? Like whatever. And then be very engaged with um coming back and reevaluating as that maybe adjusts or if you need more or something different. So all of that to say, that to me is a dynamic of a healthy relationship, okay? And with kids, as a parent, um, the parent takes the lead role in guiding the relationship container, All right. That's never, in my opinion, that is never the child's job, no matter what the age is. It is always the parent's role to be the one who is gauging that space and saying, hmm, I'm noticing that they need this or maybe are running a little low here. I'm going to bring up a conversation about it. I'm going to pursue them. I'm going to do that. Okay. In a partnership, it's both partners doing that equally, picking up cues, responding to bids for time, needs, attention, and then um, maintaining that curiosity and um, inquiry of where they're at, where their heart is, who they are, blah, blah, blah. But with a parent-child relationship, it is the parent's role to be 
gauging that about the child and not the child's job to do for the parent. Um, so, and that is unfortunately not the case all the time. So that can cause some, um, skewed perceptions of emotional stability and health as children grow up, but, um, all is not lost. We can always heal and learn new strategies and get new tools for, um, having healthy emotional relationships as we get older. If that's how we grew up where the parent child dynamic was flipped and the child was responsible for the parents emotions or caretaking in any way. Um, anyway, so the conversations that I've been having lately are about, um, how, oh, this is so tricky and it's fascinating to me because it's like one of the biggest covert undertones in our culture that so few people talk about. And it is the dynamic of my gut instinct says something else is going on with this person, but they're not fessing up to it. When I bring it up, they are not aware enough to admit to it, or they are just in complete denial and pretending the truth is a lie. So I'm going to use myself for example. A few years ago, I was in a relationship and the guy I was dating said something that my husband had said when I was married. And that to me always triggers like a, wait, hold on, gives me pause because if you're hearing the same feedback, um, Hey, it might be legitimate, you know? So he said, you know, I don't think you're doing it on purpose, but it feels like you're just taking me for granted or taking advantage of me. And I was like, what? Gosh, that's so not my heart or my intention. And that's the second time I've heard that from a partner. And that really bothers me, but I couldn't figure it out. And I tried for like months. I'm like, is it when I do this or is it when I do this? Or when is when I say this or when is I say this? And it really, I mean, every time he's like working with me through it and every time it really has nothing to do with how I'm saying it or what I'm asking about. So it was infuriating. I could not figure out what this thing was about me that was causing my people to feel a little mis, you know, taken for granted or, you know, off. So anyways, fast forward, I was doing some intense, um, personal work and, uh, really growing and studying myself. And in the midst of that, I, I mean, gosh, it was some of the deepest growth of my life. And that was when I learned how to care for myself and nurture myself and my identity, my sense of self became so strong that I no longer asked anyone else for validation of me. Um, and what I mean by asking them is I would ask by um, certain scenarios or, or, uh, 
different experiences, okay? So here's an example that um, coincides with this story. So used to, I would ask, you know, my partner or whomever, hey, do you mind picking me and my kids up from the airport or something? And again, from the two partners that I had gotten this feedback from, they were like, yeah, of course. Um, but there was this feeling attached that was like sticky. And I didn't realize it in the moment, but I realized it a few years later once I started caring for myself. And I felt the stickiness too. I was just so used to it. I didn't know that there was another way. Um, and what happened was those would be weighted questions. They would be loaded questions because yes, I'm just asking, can I have a ride from the airport? But really what I was asking deep down inside was, do I matter to you? Am I, the, am I valuable to you? Am I worthy of you breaking up your day or your routine to come and get me? Those questions are the questions of the heart and soul that only we as individuals are meant to answer for ourselves. So I was asking all the other people in my life those questions all the time. Uh, Whether it was going out for my birthday or you want to come over tonight or let's go grab a drink or... I don't, I mean, like anything, I used to be so curious, like, like obsessive curious about what other people thought of me. Like, what would, what's your perception of me? What am I like in your mind? I just used to want to know all the time. And any sort of feedback I got there, I would just feed on it like a freaking vulture or hyena, just like scavenging for little bits of who am I? Who am I? And when I realized, when I started answering those questions for myself, like I really, and I shut down (laughs) a lot of contact with people for several months while I went through this process because I was so addicted to asking these questions of other people. And it, it would sometimes even be in like how quickly people would respond or show up for me or whatever. I mean, it's twisted. Okay. And it didn't come from a twisted place in my heart. I didn't, I wasn't like consciously thinking and maliciously plotting to corner these people and get them to prove their love for me or anything. Um, but that was very much felt on the other side, especially for my partners. So when I started answering the questions for myself of, am I worthy Am I valuable? Do I matter? I didn't need anybody else to answer that for me anymore. So then my request for airport ride or to go out to dinner or show up for my birthday or whatever was just that. It was just a request. And it was not um, weighted with also my identity and value as a human. So it cleared up a lot of space and freedom for the people in my life to just be who they are and not show up serving an agenda for me. And um, so now um, I'm still friends with um, this partner that I was talking about. And 
Uh, at first, when I, this change first started happening to me, I was like, hey, have you felt that from me lately? Like that same um, feeling of being taken advantage of or just like pushing just a little too much or that ickiness, like whatever that was. And he was like, um, no, not really. I haven't. And I'm like, yes. And it's been, it's been clear since I have clean relationships in between our hearts. It's just free space to be fully expressed because it's not loaded with the question of, am I important to you? Um, if you say no to this request, then that will tell me that I'm not a priority in your life. And like all this bullshit that really is not even related. But the point is when we make other people in charge of our happiness or our okayness, they feel weighted and taken advantage of, and we feel insecure and unstable because it's my job alone to answer those questions for myself and for my own heart. Um, and when we, we ask other people those questions and we put that in their hands to answer, we are giving away our power. And that creates a very off-balance and insecure space in our heart and soul. And again, these are all covert under the radar occurrences. Rarely is this ever conscious um, because it's, it's just our operating system. It's typically how we've grown up or what we've observed or just the only way we know. So it is so important because I've been on both sides of it. I've been the person who is receiving the covert attachments to the requests and I've been obviously the person who has been asking and both sides, it feels really gross and off and uncomfortable. So what can we do about it? Well, if you're the one asking other people to validate you through showing up for you or picking you up from the airport or whatever the tiny little request is that's actually loaded with your identity and self-worth. Those are signs that you have some personal work to do and there is no shame there. Okay. This is all part of evolving as a human and growing. So, um, if this is coming into your consciousness now, that's a beautiful thing. That means it's time. You're preparing and you're ready to make the next move. My encouragement is to um, look into personal development and finding some steps and tools to cultivating your own self-identity. And I have a course that's all about this. Actually, I have two um, my unstoppable series has two courses and they will take you through literally step-by-step step how to develop a strong sense of self, how to stop asking others to tell you who you are and to figure it out for yourself and truly know it and be able to carry that sense of security everywhere you go. 
Um, it's extremely empowering and it is the greatest work of our lives that we can possibly do because it feeds every part of our lives, our work, our parenting, our family dynamics, um, our own health and well-being, um, everything. Um, so that's what I would say there. That's the first step is just cultivating your own self-worth and taking time to study who you are and learning about yourself. If you're on the other side of it and you're feeling that from someone else and they are either not willing to admit it, that that's what's going on, or they're just completely unaware of it, that it's like you're just talking to a different, like, sometimes it's like you're just on two totally different planes and they're just not understanding what you're saying. Um, in that case, it's the, where we find our power. So we don't have to get in that ickiness of that dynamic is by setting boundaries and just, and letting them know, Hey, um, I'm saying no. And it's, you know, or this is how I'm going to operate. This is what I need from our relationship. Um, and I just want you to know, I'm telling you this because I love you and I care about the health of our relationship and I want it to be sustainable and long lasting. So, um, so here's what I need moving forward. And, and you can be very gentle and calm and kind and clear about it. Um, and if you're just clear about one tiny little half step at a time, that's okay. Just keep communicating and keep letting that unfold. And again, the second course of my unstoppable series is dives into boundaries and how to set boundaries and uh, some different scenarios and how to kind of figure out what good boundaries for you will be. Um, so that is my advice there on how to deal with all the covert undertones of a lack of identity or sense of self. So that's it for today, guys. Thanks for listening. This conversation isn't just for me and you. It's for friends, family, colleagues, and our children. Please spread the enlightenment with your people. If you found this content to be helpful, be sure to leave a favorable review wherever you're listening from. And if today's real talk was really talking to you, send it to a loved one so they can join the conversation. Thank you again for listening and investing in the betterment of you and the world around you.